listening to The Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city leaders discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it livable, sustainable, and an innovative community. I'm Tony Bankston, Chief Communication Officer with the City of Dayton. On today's episode, we sit down with Scott Murphy, Vice President of Economic Development for the Downtown Dayton Partnership, to learn more about its new initiative, Start Downtown. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. Glad to. So, Scott, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the Start Downtown project, can you give us a background of the genesis of how this project got started? Sure. You know, I think there's just, overall, downtown, I think there's just a general sense of optimism and excitement with what's happening in the center city. And a lot of that has been some of the bigger investments and larger projects, new housing, new retail, new restaurants. Um, But it's really also the smaller investments and smaller businesses that have been starting the new brew pubs, again, new restaurants, new retail, that are providing new reasons for people to come downtown. So sort of seeing this momentum, we've had, if you just go back the last four to five years, we've had about 100 startups that have launched downtown. And so there's a lot of energy there. And and about six months ago, a group of us um, with the city, with my organization, the Downtown Dayton Partnership, the Dayton Development Coalition, and really came together around this idea of, of how we can be more supportive of this activity moving forward. There's a lot of energy there in these new businesses. And uh, we really wanted to define how downtown was going to give entrepreneurs and startups a leg up. Why should they launch their businesses downtown? Um, we also knew with some of these small business owners, there were pockets of creative activity, really talented people. We knew that they didn't know each other. So we wanted to be sort of more intentional about bringing those different groups together because we okay. thought if, if, if something happened, if they worked together, something cool could happen. And, and finally, we really want to make a sort of a clear message to the community that if you're doing something entrepreneurial, if you're doing something creative um, in our region, we want you downtown, that this is a city that values what you do. Okay, the buzz for this program has been tremendous in the media and the local business community. What do you think is fueling, fueling this entrepreneurial and creative community? You know, I, I think there's a, I, I think part of sort of the draw of Dayton right now is this opportunity to have an impact, to be part of a larger revitalization story for the city. And I think that's drawing a lot of talented people to get involved downtown. There's opportunities to really have an impact. Um, you know, small business is at the heart of what's happening in the center city. Uh, we've got about 800 employers in the city. Okay. A vast majority of them are small businesses. You know, you get the sort of traditional definition of small business, like 200 employees or less. A lot of our, our employers, probably more than 700 of those 800, are 25 employees or less. Wow. And, and also, again, just a lot of startup activity, um, a lot of new talent, new blood that's getting involved in downtown. Are you seeing this as a trend that Dayton's following, or is this pretty common among other places as well? It, it, it really is. I mean, Dayton's and downtown's revitalization is part of a sort of a national wave that backs up 30 years in terms of revitalization of center cities, and it's really starting to be felt in a very real way in Dayton-sized cities. And particularly, the clustering of innovative entrepreneurial startup activity in center cities is something that you're seeing in, in places across the country. And it's really that urban environment, that dense, connected, authentic urban environment, um, sort of serendipitous connections that really fuels this this creative lifestyle. Um, And and that's why, you know, downtown is such a great place to launch a business. You mentioned how this initiative got started with some of the site visits that you've done. 
I know that in May um, you hosted a series of discussions to figure out how best to help these entrepreneurs and this creative class, if you will. Who attended these discussions and what are some of the key priorities that came out of them? Right. So we had, if we wanted, you know, we wanted to impact and better support this activity. So we thought if we're going to have an impact and we're really going to focus on the right things, we need to also ask the right people. And that, that's the people that are actually making these uh, creative endeavors happen. So we had about 100 people engaged in some initial May sessions. Uh, we ran the same th- session three times, um, brought a lot of people together that didn't know each other. So okay. that was just sort of a great outcome. And I know some new relationships, new business connections have sort of that's spawned great. out of that. The majority of that audience were downtown entrepreneurs, a lot of passionate people, uh, just had some basic conversation about sort of what are the, some of the barriers you've had, you've seen, what are, what's your vision for this? How, how can we collectively move this forward? And then based on those initial sessions, we identified some priority areas and then we asked the volunteers because there was sort of a sense of we've got to do something about this. We okay. can't just, we just can't have this conversation and sort of let it dissipate. And so about half of that group over the summer said, yeah, I'm going to really take some time out of my personal time and really roll up my sleeves and help move these things forward. So we had about 50 people engaged over the summer, really in some priority areas, not only identifying what needed to happen, so it's sort of on a community basis, what what are the recommendations to move this forward, but also what are our contributions to the cause? It's not just enough to say what others should do, we have to be part of the solution. So you took these 50 or so people and you broke them up in subgroups to work on particular areas. What were those areas? So we had a group that was focused on business connections and collaboration. Sort of collaboration was the desire to collaborate more was sort of like the biggest theme as part of the the, um, initial sessions. Um, Talking about some of the funding challenges, that is an area that um, you look at some of our neighboring cities. So the funding outlets, particularly for startups and entrepreneurs, are a lot more abundant. So that's that's an area that we need to move forward. Uh, We had a group that was focused on mentoring relationships, particularly connecting established employers with startups and entrepreneurs, say first customer connections or discounted services for startups. Uh, We had a group that was focused on density, uh, which sounds pretty abstract, but when you see it, um, we we saw a great example of it when we went down to Durham back in February. Um, When you sort of have a dense network and, and really hundreds of startups under one roof, um, all this organic business connections, business support of each other, um, the best startup talent, the best startup services, it just accelerates sort of this small business growth. Okay. And right now we're sort of fragmented in terms okay. of their pockets of activity. And you know, part of this was about manufacturing and bringing those sort of collisions and interactions. Um, but we, we can make that happen in a much more intentional way if we can sort of uh, densify what's, what's going on. And the final piece of it was about promoting some of the people that are starting businesses down here, why they're doing it, telling their story, and also not only just celebrating the people who are successful, but celebrating those who try. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit about things needing to be a little more dense. I know that you guys published your recommendations in a document, and so just to highlight some of those, um, you mentioned that um, the atmosphere needs to be more dense or there's some sort of creative collaborations that happen when businesses sort of work together in a mm-hmm. co-share environment. But also you reference in the document that established businesses need to get more engaged. And when, when we say engage, what are you specifically talking about? 
Yeah, and it's really, you know, I wouldn't say that there's no business engagement, but I would say that we can we can be more intentional about accelerating those interactions. And, you know, startups one want to learn from Absolutely. successful business owners. So that's so that's number one. Two, it's about say providing a first customer connection. Sometimes sometimes a startup the most important thing that they need is an opportunity to be able to demonstrate their product to a potential customer and show sort of the feasibility, the viability, what it, what kind of return on investment it may have delivered for this particular company. And then they can use that that data from that first customer relationship and turn around and, and turn it into the next stage of investment and getting more customers. So those kind of interactions can be really valuable for the startup community. And I think there's also value for the established businesses. You know, if you've been in business for 15, 20 years, sure. you've probably lost some of that sort of entrepreneurial culture. So getting the startups engaged, sort of re-energizing, sort of outside the box thinking is a value to the established business. Okay. Has the city or um, has the partnership given more thought about providing some sort of networking opportunities between some of these established companies and these startups? Um, one of the things that, a couple of things that we're moving out on with respect to, you know, I mentioned the sort of the projects that the volunteers are moving forward is their contribution. So one of our messages throughout this is we don't have to fix everything. Right. <laughs> but find our way to contribute. Right. Okay. And one of the things that we're organizing um, as part of uh, the new projects is we're doing what's called, we're going to call pop-up co-working. Okay. And our first, um, our first pop-up co-working is in a brewery on November 3rd at Dayton Beer Company. So that's just, you, you mentioned how, how can you move forward density? Mm -hmm. Well, that's these kind of events that bring startups together are ways that we can help build community around this. So as we start to build to a larger startup hub, entrepreneurial hub space, that we have a larger community to come in and fill it. And, and to your question on established businesses, we want them there as well. This is an opportunity to network with some of the startups and entrepreneurs and really start to make those connections. The other thing I would say is there's a really great new program that um, Dayton Tech Guide, that's, there's a lot of different grassroots activities happening and we all work together um, okay. in, in this um, realm. Dayton Tech Guide has been organizing an event called Early Risers, mm -hmm. which um, they do monthly. And basically they have three startups. They pitch to an audience of established businesses and investors. They pitch their business model, but it's, and then they conclude with an ask, and that ask needs to be at least something that is not just money. Right. It can be, um, I need help with building a website, or I need a new business partner, or I need um, a first customer connection, something other than funding. Um, and that's another forum that's out there that we're supportive of and, and encouraging, you know, uh, folks that have been involved in Start Downtown to participate in forums like that as well. All right. You mentioned a little bit about funding being an issue for startups, and it sometimes is an issue for established businesses. Can you talk a little bit about some of the needs of this community when it relates to, as it relates to funding? Mm -hmm. You know, it, there of course, as as a business launches and grows, there are different funding needs at at different stages of the business development process. You know, I we we are not advocating that every person with an idea deserves to get funding right. but but the sort of core message is if you've got a good idea and you've got the right experience and you've done the right planning it needs to be a little bit easier in our community 
you you look at neighboring cities and and frankly when from a talent perspective they are who we're competing with for launching these new endeavors so you look at some of these neighboring cities i think one of the areas that's particularly acute in firm for a gap for dayton is sort of this idea stage concept stage funding okay um you look at say cincinnati they have seven to eight what are called startup accelerators that they're out asking for ideas from startups that they fund these are pre-revenue companies, okay. and um, they put them through a process that leads to further funding if they graduate from the accelerator. And once that happens, those businesses a lot of times take root in that community. And that business may not go on to you know, some huge sell-off down the line, but the bottom line is that it actually sort of recruits those talented people to those those communities. So it's, it's as much as it is a business, an economic development play, it's also a talent play to bring people to the community. And I think that's one of the areas right now we really don't have any outlet for that okay. in, in Dayton. And that is certainly an area that, that we could um, help fill in the gaps. The other thing we would say is the funding can't just be for like these Silicon Valley, high tech, high growth. Um, certainly that that's, a, that's an element that needs to be brought to bear. But it really needs to be about access to capital for all different types of businesses, and, this um, is and they all play a very important role in our community. This is important because uh, traditional banks and savings and loans aren't funding uh, a lot of entrepreneurial investment. So you're talking about basically aggregating all of those monies and all of that resources and bringing it to these entrepreneurs, right? And, and having them apply for these. It, it is a tough, you know, it's a tough area right now from a commercial lending perspective. It's getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the banks are starting to loosen up a little bit after sure. the recession, um, but it's still a pretty tough area for for any sort of startup entity. Um, there's some new good uh, financial products that have been brought to, to bear in the last six months. Um, the Human Relations Council, the Minority Business Assistance Center, has mm-hmm. been working with First Financial on a new small microloan product. Uh, Citywide is playing a more active role in providing more of the sort of um, financing for particularly for first floor businesses. So there's some things that are starting to get better. We're another piece that we're trying to bring though through one of our start downtown projects is this crowd lending tool called Kiva. So you're probably very familiar with crowdfunding like Kickstarter and Mm -hmm. Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Well this is uh, crowd lending. So basically I could go invest $500 in Kiva, turn around, find which small business locally that I want to lend it to. They, that small business would submit an application, say they need to raise $10,000 or less. It's 0% financing, so that business gets the loan and then makes the investment, turns around and pays it back, and then I get my investment back and I can turn around and revolve it into another small business that's out there. It's great for like small mom-and-pop type businesses. Um, So we're trying to build up a network of Daytonians that are on Kiva, that are putting some money into Kiva. We're we're working with some of the economic development partners to help connect some of the businesses that we work with to Kiva as a pipeline. And then we're going to try and really try and direct some local dollars into these uh, small businesses. Now, I know that um, being in communication, my office is always promoting businesses and promoting people who do things well. Part of this initiative is celebrating some of the successes of these entrepreneurs. Can you talk a little bit of how that's going and 
and who you're looking to promote or celebrate. So one of the teams uh, took that head on and has uh, come up with a new series that they're calling I Started Downtown. Mm -hmm. It's a video series uh, that's being produced in um, concert with Indigo Life Media, one of the the Nucleus co-share founding partners. And basically it's going to be an eight part, actually nine part video series that just highlight some of the entrepreneurs, small business owners that are launching businesses downtown, um, why they chose downtown, how, they, how they've you know, integrated and worked with other small businesses down here, and really just highlighting the people mm-hmm. and, and sort of the ways that they're driving downtown's comeback. Okay. And um, so our first video we'll be releasing on October 18th. We're doing a thunderclap. Mm-hmm. So we're recruiting uh, people for the I Started Downtown Thunderclap. It'll release on, on the 18th. And then we're going to be releasing new videos every two weeks after that. Okay. And, it's, and we're trying to pull together a really diverse cross-section of people and industries uh, through this eight-part series. And we're going to do eight of these. We really, I mean, we've got enough people that we could do 100 of these. Okay. There are that many people that are doing really cool things downtown. Um, but we just, you know, with this short series just try and highlight some of them and then I'll, I think as part of this and hopefully as part of this if people are out there working out of their house or out of the coffee shops that they get the message that downtown is a place that values entrepreneurs that values startups you'll be joining you're not just finding a location for your business you're joining a business community okay. and that we want you downtown that you want them downtown so is there anything else about this initiative you'd like to share? We're getting close to our time here. Sure. I, you know, I just encourage people to go uh, to downtowndayton.org. We've got a page there. It has um, the priori- priority recommendations that we've pulled together. Um, it has, also has some small bits of information on each of the projects. There's five projects that we're launching out of this that um, are in the execution phase and we will be rolling out through the end of the year we'll be posting updates there so if you're looking for opportunities to get engaged uh, go to our website and uh, you can uh, check it out scott i'm sure we'll have you back on real soon to talk more about this initiative but thank you so much for dropping by today thank you tony appreciate it and as scott said for more information about the start downtown initiative or any initiatives that the downtown dayton partnership is involved with please visit them at www.downtowndayton.org Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.